to the podcast TV with my mom, the podcast where me and my mom talk about TV. Hi, Mom. Hi, Rachel. How are you this fine and rainy day? Mom, it's been a while. It's been a while, and I want to apologize to our listeners or our viewers, whatever. (laughs) Um, I guess I, like, I guess I just sort of felt like there were a lot of voices that were more important to be listening to over the past couple weeks, and I didn't feel inspired to talk about TV. Um, Me either. And I just, you know, I I will say right off the top that TV with my mom believes that Black Lives Matter, and uh, I don't want to speak for you, mom, but I just think that there's a lot of change that needs to happen within our police systems and uh, platforms. Yeah, um, absolutely. I am totally in agreement. No justice, no peace. <laughs> you love I that love little her. girl, don't you? I love her to pieces. <laughs> it makes, her, makes mom's tear up thinking about that little girl. <laughs> I couldn't, I mean, I, she shouldn't have to do that. That's true. She's a baby. She shouldn't have to do it. Don't make me cry. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm fine. Well, you know, I, I think the good thing about taking a couple weeks off from the podcast was that I had more time to sort of educate myself and participate in some protests and you know, read some things and do some things, and, uh, you know, I, so I, I hope the, the viewers out there were able to do that as well. Me too. You can always learn more stuff. That's true. Make that a word of wisdom. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, but for now, we're going to do a regularly scheduled programming podcast episode. Yeah, we'll bring some levity into uh, the world of pod. I hope so. Um, (laughs) What what are we going to be talking about today, Mom? Well, today we're going to talk about a show that we just both watched yesterday. I might have watched it the day before. I don't remember. But anyway, I, no. Good start, everybody. Perry Mason. I was going to say Ironside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, let's not get back into that. Um, Yeah, we talked on the podcast a few weeks ago about a show, and I talked about it in TV news, that I thought Mom was going to be more excited about, but um, she wasn't. (laughs) Well, I just, I I think we talked about that Ironside, mother of God! (laughs) Ironside was a show you cared about more than Perry Mason, but uh, Perry Mason is now on HBO, and and we both watched the first episode, and we're going to talk about it with you today. Yes, we are. But first... But first, TV news. TV news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that this week's TV news we could focus on some TV news related to uh, starring, produced by whatever, um, acted in people of color. So. <laughs> that was. That was hard coming out. I wasn't sure where you're going. With well, that. it's just that there's a lot of different, like some of them are production and some of them are acting and and whatever. So I just wanted to to focus on all of it. So first off, I'll say that if anybody hasn't heard this already, and I'm sure most people have, Disney Plus is going to be screening a original cast production of Hamilton on July 3rd. That's exciting. I'm super excited about it because honestly, 
Like, the hype for that musical is so much, and it's deserved. Like, that, um, the music and it's great. But I have no context for it, because I haven't seen the show. And I have a hard time with musicals, like, getting into the music if I haven't had an experience of the production. Me too. So I'm so excited to because I love I like the music to like hear where those those songs take place in the story and connect them to character and Is it did you say it was the original cast? It's the original cast. So Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda and oh. help me out uh, Leslie Adam Jr. Um oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm um, excited. So that's July 3rd and then I was going to also say that hi Earl. Um I got a cat everybody. Hey baby. Earl Pearl. Earl Pearl. There's an article out right now on The Hollywood Reporter by Kristen Chuba. Aquafina Issa Rae, Reese Witherspoon, and more t- on taking on producer roles. Women in Hollywood taking on producer roles in order to get the shows they want greenlit. And it's just really interesting to see the. Um, there's just been like an influx over the past year of women actors doing this in order to get like female-centered stories told on television, and that includes uh, Carrie Washington, Issa Rae, Aquafina, Reese Witherspoon, A.D. Bryant, Nicole Kidman, um, and um, we know we're talking about shows like Little Fires Everywhere and um, Insecure and Big Little Lies and Dickinson, and it's just, like, it's super interesting, um, and it's a cool yeah. article, and I suggest people go read it. Yeah, I mean, it's about time. Yeah, right? It's just, like, it's it was... It's one of those things where, like, you didn't... I didn't really notice that trend happening this year because there was so much other shitty stuff happening this year. But, like, if you go back and look, it's, like, it's an interesting trend to see that, like, women are like, you know what, how about we just put the money down and make the shows we want to make instead of dealing with white male producers. Yeah, no, more that's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, And the the shows that they're making, we've watched, and they're really good. For sure, yeah. Um, And then my last bit of news is uh, that there's going to be a new show, limited series, coming to Freeform, our favorite channel. (laughs) I love Freeform. Um, Production on a four-part series began on Monday, and it's starring Leslie Odom Jr., who I was just talking about with Hamilton, and Nicolette Robinson, who is his real-life couple, real-life partner. Um, And it's called Love in the Time of Corona. Oh my god. The project will be filmed in the actors' homes as it follows four interwoven stories about the hopeful search for love and connection during this time of quarantine. <laughs> and Leslie Odom Jr. and Nicolette Robinson are executive producers, and they play James and Sadie, a couple who have been living somewhat separate lives as he travels extensively for work and she raises their daughter at home. Once the pandemic puts them under one roof, their time together leads them to reevaluate their relationship and their priorities. Oh boy. So it sounds like oh a cute... My. Like a way to kind of get around pandemic right now, where people are having to yeah. quarantine, and um, it looks like it could be fun. And it's on Freeform, and it's called Love in the Time of Corona. Oh, I have to keep my eyes peeled for it. That's my TV news. That's it. I know it seems like we've been talking for twelve minutes, but I think we have maybe six minutes of content because of all of the me having issues with the phone. <laughs> well, did you did you also see just a little bit of TV news? Um, well, it's kind of like creepy TV news that the Golden State Killer was sentenced today and starting on HBO last night was the um, story by Peyton Oswald's wife. No, I, I knew that they were doing that on HBO, but I hadn't seen it come out yet. Yeah, it started last night. I can't remember what, what it was called, though. 
uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yes, that started last night on HBO. I think it's a four-part series. Fun, I'll have to and, check it out. Yeah, and today um, he was sentenced to like 11 consecutive life sentences or something. No way, wow. Yeah, no chance of parole. And the, I just read this when I was waiting for you to call. And um, at his final hearing or sentencing or whatever, um, the victims and the victims' family families get to speak. Oh. And there's and there's no time limit. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. maybe we should make next week's episode about that. Oh, absolutely. Since it's a TV show, and I've read the book, and you know, we can get into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Cool. I mean, well, not, not fun, but you know, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All since right. My, since my quarantine life has been has um, has been involved with IDTV and. Um, murder mysteries. I know, man. You've been assessed. <laughs> I know. I gotta stop. It's giving me nightmares. It's funny because, like, my go-to is to watch just like really happy things. Like, remember we were talking, you know, in our past two episodes, we talked about things we've been watching during quarantine, and mine's been like Zoe's extraordinary playlist and like a sci-fi <laughs> thing, and yours is like death and destruction, <laughs> murder, murder, murder. <laughs> I don't know why. Twenty twenty. Dateline. Oh my god, the Crypt Keeper. It's just, I can't take it. The Crypt Keeper? Well, on Dateline, I call him the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> it's one of the one of the regular um, hosts. Okay. And if you, if you look it up, and like Dateline hosts, uh-huh. I can't think of his name. Uh, I'm Googling it. Okay. Oh, Keith Morrison. <laughs> yeah, Crypt Keeper. <laughs> It's funny that I immediately knew which one you were talking about. <laughs> Doesn't he look like a crypt keeper? He's got a little bit of a, yeah, like he could be working in a morgue kind of face. Yeah, he's pretty cranky. You know, your favorite SNL actor used to do an impersonate, impersonation of him. I know. Bill, Bill Hader. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, let's get down to business here. Yes, let's talk about Perry Mason. Okay. Perry Nake. So I was listening to the podcast, uh, My Favorite Murder, which uh, transitionally, or nice segue, was uh, how I first heard about the Golden State Killer and started reading the book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Um, and I think uh, Karen from that podcast is on that HBO special. But anyway. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. I was listening to that podcast the other day, and Georgia was recommending to Karen that she watch Perry Mason, and she gave a couple trigger warnings. Oh. And she was like, you know, it's funny, they didn't say this at the top of the episode of Perry Mason, but, like, trigger warning for dead baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, so, totally. I guess I'll, I'll say that at the top of this podcast, trigger warning for for dead baby conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, I think, well, Perry Mason, it's a remake from the original Perry Mason that happened back in 19, I don't know, Hot five. <laughs> <laughs> it's nineteen sixty one. All right. Well, I was only two. Well, it lasted until nineteen sixty six. That would make me six. Yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> anyway, I don't remember Perry Mason from back then. I do remember Raymond Burr. But um, I didn't remember really the premise of what happened with Mary- Perry Mason. And I don't really enjoy period pieces that I think we all know. 
Alright, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. What do you mean? It's a fucking period piece. Well, when it came out in 1965, it wasn't, right? I know, but now it's a period piece, dude. <laughs> I, just, I just want you to clarify that you're not talking about the old Perry Mason anymore. Alright, I'm talking about the remake. People need to keep up with me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> People as in you and everybody else. <laughs> My mind tends to wander. Anyway, um, it's with Matthew... What's his name? Matthew... Reese. Reese. And recently of the Americans. Right on. I knew that. Um, he does a very good Perry Mason. I mean, it's very, um, it's very dark. The show starts off very dark. And it's the first story. I'm getting there. Okay. The first, the first story is about a baby that has been kidnapped and they show the mother and father, um, paying the ransom. And the kidnapper, kidnappers say, you know, pay the, see that your baby, you can see your baby on this streetcar. Um, it's being held by somebody. And uh, leave the room, leave the money in the room, go down and get your baby. So they do that. They run downstairs, get onto the thing, pick up the bin. Mother picks up the baby, and it's dead. Right. With his, uh, should I tell him about the eyes? I mean, I think. Oh, it's gross, eyes. people. It's gross. It's gross. The eyes lids have been stitched open. Right. Held open with stitches. I don't know. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, Perry Mason is not involved yet. <laughs> <laughs> Perry is very. Um, he's in a dark place. Well, so like. Yeah, so in the original series from the 60s, Perry Mason is a defense attorney. Attorney. Yes. And, which I don't totally understand because he's a criminal defense attorney, but I thought his job was to, like, so he must be, like, defending people that are not really guilty, and he finds the actual guilty culprit. Yeah, I think he's more of, like, a Columbo whodunit type of deal. Well, he's not an investigator. That's the thing that confuses me, because in the original show in the 60s, which I've not seen, he plays, he's a lawyer, and he works yes. with an investigator as a lawyer. Oh. His investigator buddy is, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Paul Drake. Paul Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, and his secretary is Della Street. Yes, I remember, you know what? I think Della Street was in Ironside, too. Okay. <laughs> Della Street's the name of the character. The actress was played by uh, Barbara Hale. Yeah, I remember her. Okay. So, but in this, in this, it's like 30 years earlier. It's taking place during like 19, late, early 1930s Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, and he's not a lawyer at that point. He's, he's a private investigator. It almost seems like... I mean, it almost seems like he is going to become a lawyer because, I mean, when he's, he has to go and testify um, during this uh, court thingy for the, his, I guess somebody's trying to buy the land, his family home or something. And um, he got into a fight with them and they were suing, maybe, I think they were suing him. No. So what happens is is he gets, (laughs) I mean, I just watched it last night. So I think. 
so what happens is is that he's being called as a material witness as a private investigator and the person cross-examining him is trying to like defame his character and so he brings up these things about his dishonorable discharge from the military and how he's got this house that uh is his family farm that he like can't maintain and and so it's like it's sort of like a way to have some exposition about the background of Perry Mason without having oh, I, ha- without oh, having I thought, I thought he was there for the house itself. No, that's why he says, "Are you going to object to this? This has no relevance to the case." Oh, I get it. Yeah, so he was he he starts picking on the lawyer who had asked him to be a material witness cuz he's like, "What the hell, man? You're going to step in here? These questions that he's asking don't have anything to do with why I'm here." But the point of it was so that we could have some understanding of Perry Mason's background as an audience without having to, like, you know, have someone be like, well, that's Perry Mason and he's a blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, thanks for clarifying that. (laughs) I was making a whole new storyline. Well, I mean, I think he is he is being asked to he got into a fight with someone because the person was offering not enough money for his farm. So he's that is part of the plot line that, like. He owns his family's right. farm. It's falling apart. And he's, right. and he's, like, you know, divorced, and his kid lives with his wife, and he doesn't have any contact with him, and it's all depressing and sad. He's in a dark place. So go, go, very dark place. go from there. What what happens? So, um, so anyway, he's, uh, right now he's, like, doing really kind of, um, I mean, it seems like he's doing shady stuff. He's trying to get pictures of... You know, that uh, movie star having an affair, and um, he's, uh, I mean, there is some nudity. Well, so that was what was really funny about the My Favorite Murder podcast, which I forgot. They also said trigger warning for, like, a really large penis. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I kind of forgot that that was going to be a thing, and then I I think I guess I was just expecting it to be, like, a nude scene with Matthew Reese. Like, I figured it's a HBO show, I figured it would be Matthew Reese. Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't. And it was this guy. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. Yes, it was a... It was a very, it was a very, um, large, uh, penis. And, and also, like, a big dude. Like, like a, like, and the whole thing is, like, he's, like, eating food. Yes. <laughs> off he's of having, this well, he's, like, he's, like, having, um, an affair with another, with an actress. Right? Yeah, so it's an interesting thing about, like, La, um, Los Angeles like movie production history that there was like morality clauses in people's contracts which was basically saying like if you're an unmarried woman you can't they can't see you having sex or like see you in relationships like or you'll get fired from your contract or right. sometimes it would be like you have to stay single because we want to make sure you know people continue to see you as like a an object and or a sex object or like you, like you can't have babies, or it was like right. if you're gay, like we, we, you know, you can't, people can't know, and so you'll be fired if they find out. Right. And so Perry Mason was was hired because, I I mean I think I don't know what kind of morality clause was in the, I, what, was his name really Chubby? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, was he going for Chubby or was he going for the actress? What is he? I think he was going for Chubby, and then he got the actress in the photo, yeah. which is what he tried to, like, get more money out of the the Hollywood studio. production studio, because he was like, well, she's supposed to be your, 
uh, main star, and look, she's also doing this, so now you have to give me $500 more. Right, and they did not uh, like that at all, and he was he was roughed up a bit. Yeah. So, who is that? Who is that actor? The 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 one that they called Chubby. Who is he supposed to be like mimicking? I want to say like there used to be a, a big actor like that called Fatty Arbuckle. Ah, and that's who I think it is, but I'm not positive. I bet you you're right. Um, and I yeah, because I think he was a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, hence the name, I think. I mean, we could look him up and see what he actually looks like. Oh, here we go. Movie studios first introduced morality clauses after the public outcry following the arrest and widely publicized trials of silent film actor Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle in 1921. Oh, my God. Arbuckle was arrested on rape and murder charges. And his arrest caused a media frenzy. And then they introduced the morality clause. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so the show's got some, like, kickbacks to some, like, interesting Los Angeles history. Right. Um, it does. I mean, there, and it, I mean, I'm glad that there's a little bit of humor in the darkness, because there's a lot of darkness. <laughs> what parts did you find funny? <laughs> well, I mean, his sex scene with... Uh, his, oh, his, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty funny. Yeah, she's like, um, uh, you are here entirely for my own enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> she's mean, great. Who's that actress? I don't, care, I don't care about you. It's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Della Street is also funny. Like, her interactions with him are uh, yes. a little... I'm trying to find her. Her name was... Was it Lupe? Um, I can't I see her remember. in the cast list. I don't remember. <laughs> I should look up, I can look up too, actually. Oh, there she is, Veronica Fals, Veronica Falcone. Oh, it, her name is Veronica? On the show, her name is Lupe. Oh, 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 Her okay. actor, the actress's name is Veronica Falcone. Gotcha. And John Lithgow is there, too, I forgot about him. Yeah, and he was, he, so he's playing, like, a lawyer who hires Perry Mason to do the investigation. Right. So, yeah, that was funny. I also thought it was funny that he goes to the morgue to buy a tie off of a dead guy. <laughs> Oh my god, that was hilarious. He like and there's like and there's a lot of um, I mean he does he like he pays money for the tie. I mean he's going through like evidence bags, and I thought he was looking for a case to solve. Yeah, I did too. But he's just looking for a tie to wear because <laughs> <laughs> he has to go to court. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There is some funny stuff to it. I, you don't know anything about the original show in the '60s. Like, was it funny at all? The only thing I remember seeing, um, I just remember Raymond Byrne was a very um, tall, broad-shouldered man, and wore, I just remember his suits and his hat. <laughs> That's all I remember. Well, fair enough. And I remember Della, Della Reese. Della, Della Street. Reese. Della Street. Della Street. Um, I remember her. Um, the, the other stuff I don't really remember. So... You said the first story is about this baby being kidnapped, but it didn't get solved in the first episode. So I think it's going to be more like, and I think Perry Mason, obviously, in the 60s was episodic, where it was like, you know, formulaic. Like, he got a case, he had to solve the case, he solved the case by the end of the episode, right? Because, like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. Yeah, because serialized television wasn't really created until, like, the 90s, when people could 
figure out a way to to have a story continue so that people could keep watching it week after week because you there was like if you missed an episode you couldn't go back and get caught up on the story so right um but now this obviously seems like more of a a serialized story where it's going to be uh a story that he's solving through the whole season yeah i'm guessing you know it's probably just gonna be like you said the season's gonna be this story and maybe they'll be i don't know maybe they'll bring in other stuff too but um I mean, there, there is a lot of extra stuff going on besides just the baby being kidnapped. Right. And um, it's interesting because we haven't met Paul Drake yet, who becomes, in the 60s version of the show, an investigator who helps him on his cases, but um, was originally played by William Hopper. And I think in the remake, which we didn't meet in the first episode, but I think we will meet soon, is played by... Hold, please. <laughs> I'm having such a hard time seeing the cast for this show on IMDb. On my, oh, uh, Chris Chalk is gonna play him, and he's a black actor, um, who was in When They See Us. So that'll be okay. interesting. That'll be good. Um, cool to do a, a race meant character like that because obviously there's probably like no people of color in the original Perry Mason in the '60s. I'm, I'm guessing there probably wasn't. Yeah. But, so, what do you think of the show? Um, I, I, I will give it another chance. Um, like I said, I don't like period pieces. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Chinatown-esque. It's very, yeah, it's very dark. Not in, like, the story, I mean, the storyline's a little dark. Storyline is very dark. The dead baby is very dark. <laughs> yes, the dead baby is very dark. But it's also, I mean, the the scenes are very dark. I mean, it's a very... You mean um, cinematography-wise? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's, I mean, I kind of like it because of the darkness, because I've been into the murder mysteries, so this might be, you know, up my alley. Yeah, I guess from my perspective, I'm like, man, this is super bummer, and, uh... You know, I don't, I don't have, uh, I never watched The Americans. I'm sure it's a great show. I've heard great things. But, like, so I don't have, like, a connection to Matthew Reese at all. I'm not like, oh, I'm so excited to see him in something else. So I only, I only know him from uh, Brothers and Sisters. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. I watched that. Sally Field. Loved it. So it's dark, but it could be really good. Um, do you want to guess what the tomato meter is on it so far after one episode? I'm going to give it, like, a 94. Well... <laughs> I think people are gonna like it. <laughs> um, it has a seventy nine percent, but it's only one episode in. So, but seventy nine is still really great. Um, yeah. It doesn't have a critical consensus yet because it's only one uh, episode in. But um, so far, the average tomato meter is seventy nine, and the average audience score is actually sixty three percent. Oh, which that was yeah, which I mean, I think people. I mean, it's dark. Like, people are comparing it from to HBO from, like, Chernobyl, which um, oh. is also a super dark show. Um, but Chernobyl ended up with a 98% audience score, so... Okay. Who knows? I, never watched, I didn't watch Chernobyl. I didn't either. Band of Brothers, also really dark show on HBO that ended up with a 98% tomato score. So, we'll see. I think it's got it's got good potential. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a it might be a good... Saturday night quarantine yourself with Perry Mason <laughs> maybe <laughs> but I don't know I don't know if you want to watch it at night maybe maybe watch it in the daylight I 
did watch it in the daylight. <laughs> I, I usually watch most of my murder mysteries uh, during the day. Well, that's because you fall asleep now before the sun actually goes down. <laughs> you know, you don't have to tell. And that's only because I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I know, I know. It's not because I'm old. <laughs> Mom, do you have a word of wisdom? I do. It's going to take me a second. Hold on a sec. All right, take your time. Uh, you don't want me to take my time. Well, I can just edit it out. Okay, I've got, mm, well, which one? Should it be uplifting or should it just be straight to the point? I think uplifting. Oh. <laughs> Unless you'd prefer it. If, the, if that flip of the coin made you realize you'd rather it be straight to the point, go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> uplifting. Here's, uh, I don't know where I got it from, but what is in your way is the way. Think about it. <laughs> I am thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. I don't either. <laughs> what is in your way is the way? Is the way. Is the way. Is that saying, like, you know, don't ignore what's in front of you because you're chasing your dreams and, like, maybe there's, like, a new... There's a new potential that you could be following if you just paid attention to what's in front of you? Well, I think it's I think it's more like um, if people are telling you no and and you feel strongly enough that you're gonna go against it, it's your way. <laughs> are you laughing at me? <laughs> you want me to explain it to you again? Yeah, please do. What's no, in no. your way is the way? What is in your way is the way. Overcome what's holding you back. Great. That's all. You know, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I like it. And, you know, try something new. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I should go on any further. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what it means. <laughs> but... If any uh, viewers would like to help me figure it out, you can email me. <laughs> well, uh, you guys think about that and maybe email us and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> Alright, bye everybody. Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at TV with my mom and on Twitter at TV with mom. You can send us an email, like I just mentioned, at TV with my mom at gmail.com. Help me figure out what the hell that meant. <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel, who's our shout out of the week? Shout out of the week goes to Hannah, my sister, who is back to doing in-person restaurant services and, you know, having to deal with customers who are refusing to wear their masks and basically being belligerent jerks who aren't tipping. And you know what? If uh, you're that kind of person, you can stay the fuck home. Cook for yourself. Jerk heads. Jerk heads. Mom, who do we want to thank? John Dotson for his musical repertoire and Diane Sullivan-Thorson for her graphically artsy way. Thanks, guys, as always, and we will talk to you in a couple weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.